It was a dark and stormy night. Three trainers looked eagerly forward to their future, not realizing that this night would bring them face to face with their past. Charlie Pine, Liliana Shadowgarden, and Professor Rudimentus Sneeze, eager to earn their fourth gym badge, began climbing the mountains, but needed a place to camp for the night. In the darkness, they found a canyon nestled between two cliffs, with an overhang perfect for camping. There, they set up camp, but before falling asleep, a figure stumbled out of the darkness, bruised and bleeding, the horn on its head broken off and bleeding. These trainers recognized the Absol who had warned them of danger on two prior occasions. It came with the same warning, but now the trainers knew something worse, something more personal, was coming. Really? Doom and gloom. We're going with that. You notice he said bleeding twice? No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, go be a rotom with a camcorder. I got it, I got it. Hey, hey, trainers, people, you, three. Yes. I have some questions. Yeah, just ignore the camera. I'm just gonna talk to you. You're gonna, we're gonna get this recorded. We're gonna get it out, okay? No, just keep, shush, shush. Could you summarize what happened? I mean, I guess I could summarize what happened, or you can just go and ask the others because I'm really tired and I am wet and cold and frustrated. Oh, hey, little guy, how you doing? Oh, uh, oh, he's recording. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so, like, we were in this like cave cavern type area, and like it was, uh, it was getting dark, so we made camp for the night and. Uh, as we were putting up our camp, and we like kind of tucked ourselves away in this little uh, cavern area, and then uh, th this Absol came like walking down the path. And of course, my first thoughts like, "Yeah, let's catch this Pokemon," but uh, it uh, it like its horn was broken, and it like it collapsed, and like Archie said, there was danger coming. So, um... okay, fine. So here's what happened. So. We're just trying to get to our next place after this whole tournament thing. And no, I am not still salty that Professor Sneeze beat me. That is not a big deal. I don't even know why you would ask that or wonder. But anyways, that Absol that we had seen before just kind of showed up out of nowhere. And for some reason was all beat up and bloodied. I, I used some of my medical training to try and figure out what happened to it. It looked like its horn, I mean, it was pretty obvious that its horn was snapped off, which is disturbing. And it had a bunch of cuts that looked like they had also possibly been burned, but it wasn't definite, it was definitely not from just regular burns. It definitely looked like it was from something electric. Charlie brought it in. And we decided that it would probably be a good idea to just keep watch for the night. I mean, it was it's kind of kind of crazy that, that we, we all knew this this Absol. It was it was looking really bad. Um, Charlie carried it in, in, uh, under the overhang, I think, and, and Liliana was was tending to it, trying to heal it. We all we all pitched in some bandages so that it could start to heal. But as soon as it warned us of danger, it, it fainted and like 
rain started falling. It was it was heavy rain. There was thunder and oh, it was it was it was crazy. It was dark and so I mean, with with the knowing that this danger was going to happen, we had to defend ourselves. We thought, well, can we leave? Can we drag this Ansel away? We didn't want to just capture it while it was fainted. That's never good for a Pokemon. So, but and if this thing is over a hundred pounds, that's not easy to just carry. So we decided we had to stay put and wait for whatever might be coming, but we didn't know when it would come. Um, so we, we started setting up watches. Every time that this Absol has come over, something bad has happened. So I guess I don't really know if I like it or not, but you gotta help all Pokemon, I guess. Meh. I, uh, I, I volunteered for the first watch uh, with, with Melody. Uh, we sat there. Melody's really comfy. It's nice to lean against her. Um, and and I thought maybe I could try to hide us with the the power of my 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 hair muscles, but it didn't. Uh, I, I couldn't make an illusion that big, so I opted to to make the illusion of, of something that would intimidate anything that might come. I, I created a, a gigantic Gatling gun that was that was spinning and pointing out. I don't think anybody ever even noticed that um, because as soon as our watch was over, I went wait. Liliana, and the first thing she said was, where are our packs? <sighs> Professor Sneeze was supposed to be watching our stuff, but he woke me up because it was my turn to start watching things, and lo and behold, our packs were gone. And not soon afterwards, some other Pokemon started to appear. This... Uh, Nidoqueen uh, started coming into our area, and then the uh, Nidorino, and there were like uh, a bunch of other Pokemon coming to get us, and like a, a, a Luxray and a Haunter came in sh and got us, and man, it was like really, really scary. It was a weird group of them. There was a Nidoqueen and a Luxray, a Deskull, Nidorino, Haunter... I don't know. I think that was all of them. I guess I don't really care either. I'm just tired. <laughs> and Charlie woke up, and then, uh, and 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 all of a sudden, there there out of, out of the storm came a Nidoqueen, and and with the the Nidoqueen, there there was also a, a Nidorino. The, the Nidoqueen charged, and, and and then a Luxray appeared, and and it charged. They they both tried to to attack Charlie, and and, and a Hunter appeared and stuck its tongue out and tried to attack. Charlie as well, and 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 Charlie, you know, got on that that guy. He he's 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 quite a a, a young uh, a fighter. He is. He, he he cheered us on. He he encouraged us all to show our best. I felt better when when he was he was cheering us on, and I, I mean that's how it started. And like so, we like they they started attacking us. So you know, uh, we started to battle them. I got like Katana out; she was ready to to do some uh, some attacking. And but like I didn't have any of my Pokeballs. All my Pokeballs were were uh, were gone, which was really tough. Cause like like what better way to get rid of the threat than like catch the Pokemon, right? So um, but yeah, they they started to attack and and, and battle with these Pokemon. We figured out pretty quickly that these were Pokemon that we had seen in the past before. And, I mean, most of them were ones that had beef with Charlie, because <laughs> what Pokemon would have beef with me? I'm cool, come on. I got a great team. Who wouldn't want to join it? So, that's what happened. And then they started to attack us, because I guess they were kind of upset that, you know, we took some of their siblings and friends and kids. Whatever. 
it happens. It happens. I've seen it happen on the street. It's not a big deal. I don't know why they were overreacting, but battle happened. Oh, man, and the haunter. Like, I don't know what the haunter did, but, like, it made my head hurt a lot. Like, uh, it, it's, uh, there are, like, nails going into my head. It was, like, really, really painful. And, like, I, I did not like that. It was, it was really not cool what that haunter was doing to me. When did you notice the dust skull? So I guess I wasn't really the one who noticed it. It was mainly just Professor Sneeze and Charlie because by the time that I saw all those Pokemon coming, you know I went to go and hide. I mean, in the middle of this this whole battle, there, there was a, a, a Pokeball rolled right in front of my feet. It, I think it, it bumped my shoe or something. I, I, I got down to pick it up and look to, to where it rolled from. And I, I thought I might have a heart attack. I, I, I looked and there was a glowing red eye and not because i'm afraid or because i am trying to run away no you know what i'm doing i think you would by now right anyways i went to go and hide so i could ambush them but that stupid luxury saw me i just saw it staring at me but i don't know some pokemon aren't that intelligent so i was kind of hoping that this one wouldn't be either i was wrong it was smart uh, the Duskull, like, um, so that one, like, it showed up behind us, and at first I thought it was helping us, because, like, it threw a Pokeball at me, and, like, uh, I was like, okay, cool, I can, I can catch this. So, like, the Pokeball rolled over to, like, Professor Sneeze, but, like, uh, uh, so I thought it was trying to give us a hand, but, no, like, the Duskull, like, totally, like, rounded these guys up, I think, like, because these were, like, all Pokemon we'd seen before, so, um, yeah, that's when I noticed the Duskull. I mean, that's haunted my nightmares for a while, ever since that thing was chasing us and trying to <laughs> eat the, the Eevee that we were rescuing. Man, but it, well, now it it appeared again, and it was, when I looked closer, it was it was behind Charlie, holding a, a great ball. Great ball, and so it must have rolled Pokeball over to me, so I thought maybe it was... It was trying to help. Oh, but the Duskull? Yeah, Charlie or Professor Sneeze or whatever. They noticed it first because it, I think it hit one of them with a Pokeball or something. Uh, again, no one has beef with me. I'm just the victim here. I mean, that's how many things are. <laughs> I was, of course, in the middle of battling here. I mean... Melody had just gone and, and, and sung the, the Nidic Queen to sleep, and, and the Haunter had gotten a little sluggish from it, too. The, the Nidic Queen didn't stay asleep, of course. Liliana woke it up, but it was it was asleep for a little while, and, and I had to focus on, on fighting against that Nidorino that had just tagged me in the gut again. Ugh, that poison in the gut, I tell ya. So a Charlie did something strange this battle. Can you describe it? I'm not sure where that came from. I mean, for myself, I always knew it was kind of strange when, when, when my hair started doing that glowy thing, you know. Well, and then, then the, the glow could get stronger, and and I could 
can shoot stars and I can shoot beams of light and, and balls of energy and, and even a hyper beam eventually. I mean, I, I was starting to hone it and get a feel for it, but I didn't, I guess, expect that to come from my compatriots. But then, lo and behold, Charlie, I, it was like a, a rainbow of, of colors and and just shot out from him. And he seemed like he was in pain, maybe. I mean, the only time I've ever seen something like that was with a, a Psyduck. You know, they've got that massive headache and then it manifests in psychic powers. It was something like that, that Charlie launched out this energy that made the Haunter confused. Yeah, I guess I don't really know what was up with that. I kind of had my hands full with the Luxray again, like I was saying. But there was something weird that happened with the Haunter. I think Charlie used Confuse or something. Because all of a sudden the Haunter's eye just kind of like fell off its face. Which, I mean, it's a ghost type. So something weird happening to them isn't that weird. But props to Charlie. It was pretty cool to see him do something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. It was it was kind of startling. I'll have to ask him some more about what's what's going on with him. Like, this doesn't seem terribly normal. Charlie. What the heck, man? What's that? Okay, so like uh so with, with this one here, like um, it was a really, really weird situation here. So, like, I, there, there's all this uh, fighting going on, all this attacking happening, like, Katana's trying to do her best to attack the Haunter with her Dark-type attacks, and, like, I have this, like, pounding headache, and, like, I just, like, internalize myself, like, I, I, like, kind of scrunch my brain up, and I just, like, uh, I felt this big, like, release, like, boom, like, and... These, like, waves, like, of different colors came out of me, and, like, I think it made the Haunter do weird things. I'm not sure, but, like, that never happened before. I don't know what the deal was with that, but, like, yeah, so, I don't, I don't know either. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, how did you manage without your supplies? Oh, I mean, as soon as we noticed our packs were gone, we, we, we knew we were in a, in, in a world of, of hurt, so to speak. I mean, we wouldn't have any, any ability to heal or revive ourselves or our Pokemon. We, we wouldn't have any of our Pokeballs to, to capture. I mean, that's tended to be kind of the quickest way to make Pokemon docile is, you know, to, to put them in a Pokeball. That, that, that tends to calm them down right quick, but this without our packs... I mean, what were we gonna do? So, like I said before, like my, the, the Pokeballs, like we didn't, I didn't have my Pokeballs. I couldn't catch uh, anything here, which was like a real bummer. Like Professor Sneeze caught something, I think, uh, later, uh, and but um, but we noticed, like we looked up where the Dust Skull was, and uh, like it, um, it like. Uh, put all of our packs and stuff up on a ledge or something, like, I mean, kind of like, okay, dude, jerk move, like, we get it, whatever. Neither I don't, any of my Pokemon had eaten, so we were going to be hungry for this whole battle. Right, right about the time that, um, that that Charlie launched his attack at that Haunter, he noticed our, our packs up at the top of the canyon. It was something like 20 feet up, 
and I mean, I'd never be able to reach that myself. I, I thought maybe if we had a, a Pokemon that could fly or levitate, I thought maybe Arthur could go up and get it. But Liliana jumped up and, and started climbing up, up that canyon to go after our packs. Yeah, so while I was fighting that Luxray, Charlie yelled to me that the packs were up on top of the cliff, so of course I'm going to go after them. I mean, thankfully I always have my whip by my side. <laughs> What person wouldn't have a weapon with them at all times? I mean, come on, you're going on a Pokemon journey, and also just in real life in general, just general day-to-day, -day, why would you not have a weapon with you? You never know when something's gonna happen, especially with us. Come on. Uh, so uh, Liliana, she uh, started to uh, cl uh, climb up there to try and, and get her packs, which was Man, she was like awesome. She was like, like climbing up there. She's making her her way. Uh, she almost fell once, and like I'm glad she didn't. Like that was that was, that was really good. But uh, no, she she climbed up to to hopefully get her pack and get her supplies. I think she got her whip. Uh, I didn't have my slingshot to try and like throw anything at the stuff, but uh, yeah, she went up there to try and get those things. And uh, uh, yeah, the luxury almost made her fall down. That was crazy. So I mean, I guess. I kind of managed just fine without our supplies, but it was a pain trying to climb to the top of that cliff with the Luxray that kept jumping at me and roaring at me and in the rain, and it was just not a great hair day. It was a long day. It was a really, really long day or night. I don't even remember anymore. Why are we asking these questions? I I was, all I could say was, was I hoped she'd get them soon, so that we can, we can fend off these, these very, very angry Pokemon. Oh, but I guess it was pretty cool to see Professor Sneeze and Charlie using different items instead of, you know, what they usually have. <laughs> I can't even imagine how upset Charlie was not having some of his Pokeballs, but it was nice of that Duskull to kind of give him a hand. And how did you get out of this situation? Your backs were against the wall, literally. I mean, I guess my back wasn't really against the wall, since I was kind of climbing the wall. Well, like I said, sometimes the quickest way to, to make a Pokemon uh, stop attacking you is to put it in a Pokeball. But, like I said, with that Pokeball that they had found, Sneeze caught that Haunter no problem. Well, that Duskull had given me a Pokeball, and the way I saw it, that, that Haunter was giving us trouble and, and could likely be captured at this point, so... Well, and I, you know, I, I, I thought about trying to capture Ghastly before, so I, I, I threw that ball at that hunter, and yeah, my ten, my blood pressure, it was tense, it was, it was really rough. The, the, the ball was shaking and blinking, and shaking and blinking, and shaking and blinking, and then, ding, it caught it. Oh, man, I tell ya. So, like... In this scenario, like, it looks, it's stuff like, the Haunter, like, uh, uh, threw a Pokeball, and, like, Professor Sneeze got it, and so, like, uh, he, uh, he caught the Haunter, which was great, like, we were knocking things down, like, so he caught the Haunter, and, uh, so that was one thing out of our way, but, like, we're still looking at, like, this Luxray, and this Nidorino, and this Nidoqueen, it was, like, still super ridiculously hard. I mean... I was the one who was trying to actually get the packs so we could do something more than just fight, which I know for me sounds weird that I wanted to do something more than just fight. But other stuff is important too, you know. That was that was that was 
I, I think the stress still isn't gone because now what am I going to do with this terribly powerful Pokemon, ghost type Pokemon? That's they're scary, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll try to relate to it the best way I can. Um, I, maybe I can convince it that to work better together, it, it'll be it'll be a, a, a tough tough go of it. But hey, if I could make Boss my friend, and Boss didn't like me too much at the outset. But we're, we're getting along better now, right? Right? That's... I, I, we can say that. Boss and I are friends. Well, now I've got a haunter to, to make my friend. Um, I feel like I've got a lot of Pokemon, and I, I, I haven't used them all, all that much. Kinda, it you know, makes me feel bad sometimes. I... I I should give some of these Pokemon some more opportunity to get to know me, get to know the group, help us on our our Pokemon Championship mission. I've got I've got high hopes for all this, and and I want all the Pokemon. I I, I never actually caught a Pokemon without meaning it. You know, I, I I wanted that Pokemon with me on this this journey, each one that I caught, and I think I think. I think I'd like to follow through on some of those promises, but I can't just I can't just ignore him. And this this hunter, especially, I mean, he's he's already pretty mad at me. So we'll we'll see what we can do. But yeah, Charlie and Professor Sneeze mainly took care of the battle this time around. So props to them, I guess. Yeah, but then we also had that that Nidoqueen to deal with. And man, she was she was mad. I understand too. I mean, we, we came across her her children and and some other Pokemon. They were they were playing a game, but I mean, we didn't know it was a game when when they poisoned me. I mean, sure. it's so uh, you know we, we caught. I think one of her one of her. I think Charlie caught a, a Nidoran, and, and we ran off when we when we knew the Nidoqueen was there. That was oh boy, that was. That was scary, but and, and now she was there. She was attacking us. She was she was laying waste. I mean, we didn't get get too terribly injured from her, but we knew it would come sooner or later. So we fought our best, and like I knew that uh, Katana wasn't really in a good position, so we got Katana out of there, and we put Nillian. Now Nilly, she is like so awesome. Like she did this in the tournament too, but like. This Nidoqueen was coming, and it was coming to uh, hit her with like a, a horn attack or something. I'm not sure what it was exactly, but this Nidoqueen was coming, and it was gonna uh, like hit her really hard, and it did. Like Nilly took a big hit, but she used counter, and boom! Fortunately, Charlie had Nilly, his his Kadabra out, and I mean we saw this move before with the Aerodactyl in the tournament, when that Aerodactyl came screaming down out of the sky to attack Nilly, almost taking him out, taking her out. And Nilly used counter and destroyed the stadium pretty much. Well, Nilly did it again. That Nidoqueen attacked. Nilly used counter, and boom! I mean, if my hair could stand up on end any more than it already was, it was blown way back at this point. Like, uh, like she slammed that Nidoqueen, and it was so awesome. Like, uh, and like once we like took out the Haunter and took out the Nidoqueen, like, uh, that was like a really signifying moment on this. Like. Once those two two were out of it, like we were in a much much better position uh, to try and uh, fight the rest of these. 
Okay, but Nilly though, Nilly. Can we just talk about Nilly for a second? Because <laughs> I know she's not one of my Pokemon, but she is pretty fantastic because Nilly. Nilly basically just destroys everything in her path. And that is like poetry. <laughs> you would have had to be there, but watching Nilly take down that huge Nitto Queen was pretty amazing. I think she used counter or something like that. But anyways, she took down that Nitto Queen, no problem. I mean, I guess I should add to that, you know, spicy helped out a little bit as well. But yeah, Nilly was the main contender in that one, I think. It was done. It was taken care of. At, at that point, I mean, everything else, it, it, it was dominoes from there. Everything else was all done as soon as Nilly took out that Nitto Queen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what about the rest of the Pokemon? If I'm remembering right, I think we just kind of knocked everything out that wasn't the Haunter. I think the Haunter was the only one that was caught. Maybe it was the only one worth catching. Although that Luxray, that Luxray was pretty cool. I'd say that it was the head of the team. I'd say that if I would have caught it, it would have been a great addition to my team. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I guess, um, you know, I tried to talk to that Nidorino. It was, we, we'd interacted before, um, and it was, it was pretty mad at me, too, but, um, you know, it was, it was kind of following along with its mother, and as soon as, as she was knocked out, it was, it was scared. It, uh, it backed away. I, I could tell it, it didn't want anything more to do with that fight. It was, it was ready to run away. I, I tried to offer to help of course I, I i hate to see a pokemon just just so afraid like that and, and alone and, you know a little bit of rhino with his mommy that's that's kind of sad um luxray like was like really staring down liliana which was like really weird it was like looking at her and like looking at her pockets and stuff and uh it like uh once it like looked her up and down a bit and like realized I guess you don't have what I want. It just kind of took off and like uh, it, it ran away, um, not wanting to get hurt by any of the Pokemon that we had out there. Uh, so it just kind of took off. And like the Nidorino, I think the Nidorino saw that like uh, the Nidor Queen was like might have been his mom or something. Like once she got knocked, I was like, I don't want any do. I don't want any business with you guys. I'm I'm taking off. I'm I'm running out of here. So he he took off too and. And like we waved by, and they 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 had a they they just kind of took off. But it it ran away, it ran off, and and the Luxray too. That that thing, oh that thing was scary. Um, before it left, it it kind of stared. I think it was staring into our Pokeballs. I've heard Luxray can see through solid objects. I think it was looking for its children too. And it, somehow these Pokemon with with. Parental instincts, very, very strong parental instincts, got together to come hunting after us. I mean, it makes you think, you know, about our impact on on the, the creatures around us. I'm, like I said, I, I always wanted to, to, to take care of the Pokemon that were with me. I, I, I wanted them to be companions with me on, on all this. But, you know, when you look at it from the perspective of, of the parent of that, that Pokemon, they don't know that necessarily. Well, this Luxray was mad. 
and looked into all our Pokeballs and I think realized at that point that it's it's little baby Shinx wasn't with us at this point um, and ran off. Yeah, the rest got away. If I would have known that they were getting away, I would have used Pursuit, but my eyes were kind of on the pack, so I guess I had to go after those instead. I I don't know. We might we might see it again. Um, I hope I hope we can convince it that that it, it, its little baby Shinx is 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 doing well, is is thriving with us. I'll have to talk to Charlie about that a little bit. Um, maybe see if if he can help. I, I don't know. We're we're probably close to where he comes from. His parents have have a farm or something. I think. Well, we'll we'll probably find out. What, what what he can do with that with that shinx to to convince its parents that you know we're we're treating it well charlie's treating it well anyway as soon as that nidoqueen went down the other pokemon ran off and and the battle was pretty much done except for that that duskull okay so how did it all end once other Pokemon had either been caught or knocked out, again, I guess it was mainly getting knocked out, there wasn't too much left to do. I finished climbing up to the top of the cliff and tossed down our packs while Professor Sneeds and Charlie just watched instead of helping me, but whatever, I guess they did some stuff with the battle too, so... Fair enough. Oh yeah, well, through this this whole battle, uh, I had I had Melody after... after first putting that, that Nidoqueen queen to sleep I, I essentially had her roll up and, and use roll out and um I, and I, I thought roll out would be a good move to use against pretty much all the pokemon that we were fighting but that dull skull especially was kind of pesky and so she hit it and and she then she she hit it one more time and and that last hit knocked it right out and poof you know like those pokemon do Okay, so, like, um, Melody was doing some rollouts, and, like, she rolled out enough, like, she knocked out the Duskull, and with the other Pokemon run away, it was done. It was finished. It was no big deal. Um, yeah. So, uh, we, you know, caught the Haunter, knocked out a couple other ones, made the other ones run away. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was finished. So, like, yeah, Melody did a good job, Nilly did a good job, like, everyone, like, like we were li- we were up against the wall. Like it was like it was it was really scary. But you know we fought, we persevered, we we took these Pokemon out. And I mean I'm still really bummed out that we didn't catch any of them. I mean maybe I'll still catch the Absol. We'll see. But like yeah, you know. So after that, thankfully the rest of the evening was a little more quiet. I don't know how I feel about that Absol still being with us, but it was nice that it tried to help and I'm happy to try and help it back. Yeah, I mean, now we'll, we'll have to see, right? Going forward, we'll, what are we going to do with this this Absol? Um, it's been a friend to us. That's really nice. So we, we should do what we can for it. We should get it to a Pokemon Center, at least. Um, I don't know if they can what they can do about its horn, the, the blade on its head. Um, that seems pretty bad bad injury um and to think it got injured just because these other pokemon were mad at us but i mean of course don't tell anybody that i said that i've got a reputation to keep up here of course every good leader does 
<sighs> I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's making me reflect a little bit on, on everything. I'm at this point, though. I'm, I'm just thankful we made it out okay. Nobody got seriously hurt. But um, yeah, we've got some things to to do, some some things to work on. That's that's my big takeaway. Speaking of catching Pokemon, like um, this guy, this the can, can I catch him? Can I catch the the Rotom? I believe that's all the time that we have for this week. You can stop, Rotom. You've begun to make up for your mistake. Now go. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org dash Pokemon slash rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at TapsterRadio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used on this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And then come join us in the tap room uh, in Facebook and in our Discord, which I'm sure the links will be in our description. I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Check me out there. And I'm Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. You can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelid. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, and get some sweet rewards. No, we, we've, uh, we've had uh, a, an influx of patrons lately, and I do think we uh, got a little bit sloppy on saying hello to our new ones, but uh, I want to uh, I wanna to get those done. So I'm going to first uh, give a big shout-out to uh, Alex Arbin. I think you should have been probably on the last episode, but Alex, thank you very much for... Uh, I know that you are in our, our tap room, and you might even be in our Discord, but thank you for becoming a new patron. It really does mean a lot to us. And the other one that I'm responsible for is uh, Malachi Quarter. Thank you as well very much for uh, being patrons. We we do this for fun, and I just find it amazing that there's people who want to like help us in our goal of making a podcast. So thank you to both of you, and we have a couple more people to say hi to you as well. So. Yeah, I want to say thanks to Legendary. Uh, I know you're in our Discord as well. Thank you so much for, for your patronage. Uh, it's really appreciated. We're really excited to roll out uh, all those sweet rewards that we got there. And, and, okay, hey, bro, hey, bro, special friend, bro, Dr. Adino, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting us, bro. Special thanks to our patrons, Dr. Adino, Forrest Trim, Gregory Lopez, Joe All, David Harshman, Rob, Alex Abram, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Froxis, Legendary, and Malachi Quarter. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. 
We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. I hope it goes pretty smoothly, and I'll try to make this as unpainful as possible for you. <laughs> Okie doke. Anyways. It was pretty quick that we figured out that these were people... <laughs> Not people, they're Pokemon. <laughs> Blah. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.